Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of News You Can Use. I'm Ann Baldwin. And I'm Lisa Kenoki. A little low-key today, Lisa, because this has been a very sad week here in Connecticut. And um, we thought that we should dedicate the show to the tragedy that happened on Thursday this week and also bring in our special guest, Brian Foley. Brian uh, was an active uh, police officer for 22 years. He's been involved with both local police in Hartford as the spokesperson and also with state police. But Brian, thank you for being with us and helping us and helping our listeners make sense of this tragedy that happened earlier this week. Uh, what, What are your thoughts on what happened? Uh, well, it was a long night, as you can imagine. Um, I got a call in the wee hours of the morning um, and then began to process uh, from there. I spoke um, with the commissioner, the Department of Emergency Services and Public Pers- uh, Protection the morning of the incident and uh, early, and he was obviously had a difficult time uh, talking about it, but was um, confident that the state was going to give everything they could to help Bristol get through this um, and investigate it. Uh, it's it's always difficult to see when these types of things happen. Um, you know, right away, you, you know, I, when I started to see the news the images, they, you knew right away that it was going to be a fatal officer shooting just by the way that the cops uh, were maneuvering around the scene. It was, you know, it's just, unfortunately, um, I've responded to too many uh, in person and um, also seen too many on the news and, and others. and to know exactly what I'm looking at. So uh, this is very sad, very difficult for Bristol. All young guys, all of them uh, with young uh, families. Uh, one, the, one of the kids is actually you know, from Bristol, BE, Bristol High School, and um, it's going to have a big impact on the community, and it's going to have a big impact on law enforcement around the state for a while. It's a, a tough one to swallow through. Two killed, one in bad shape. Um, it, it's, that's brutal. I mean, just what I from what I heard, even the fact that they're just responding, doing their duty, doing their job, and they show up and someone's lying in wait for them. I mean, this is just unfathomable. And I hear he had an AR-15. So we'll learn a lot of those facts in the in the coming weeks. Um, I can tell you this: that two of the three are members of their emergency response team, uh, which is, in layman's terms, the SWAT team. And for two of them, um, for three to two, two out of the three, and, and you know, all three of them to get uh, hit with um, gunfire, it's immediate, immediately known that they were likely uh, dusted with an AR and, and taken by complete surprise and outgunned. 
I mean, and there's really, you know, you can do all the training in the world, you know, but you can't walk around with full armament on, full helmets and, and battle gear and, and high-powered right rifles. You just can't walk around as a cop like that. Uh, and, and so, you know, something like this rears its head. And you all, everyone knows that, you know, when, they, when you put on your boots and you put on your belt and your bulletproof vest, uh, you know what the, the risk lie ahead for the next eight hours of your shift. And... Um, you, you pray to God and or anywhere, whatever you find holy that you, you return at the end of your shift. And unfortunately for two out of the three, they are not. And hopefully the third um, is able to recover fully and, and um, get home. So let's talk about the names of the victims. And, you know, we pray for them. And it's just such a tragedy, as we said. Sergeant Dustin Devante, 35 years old. Officer Alex Hamsey, 34. And then seriously injured uh, Officer Ali Arado, 26. Did I say those names correctly? I believe so, yeah. You know, you know, Brian, um, I, I've often heard from a lot of law enforcement folks that domestic violence calls are usually the most dangerous calls. Well, yeah, and you, and you train for that, and you don't know. This is not a typical uh, domestic violence-type uh, situation, as it was uh, siblings. You don't know what was said on the 911, but obviously, you know, let, let's go ahead and define that a, a little bit better in that a person in crisis, uh, and especially the emotionality around uh, domestic violence and when people are in crisis with the family members, uh, that that's when things really get dangerous, that that emotion that's behind the call and the emotion that people are experiencing in the crisis. And um, a lot of times they, they, in their own mind, they see no way out of the situation that they're in. And uh, this is the, the this is the avenue they turn down where things get fatal, either for uh, other family members or, in this case, unfortunately, the police officers. So let's let's tell our listeners. I'm sure everybody's uh, been following as the details unfold. So these were brothers. This was a home, uh, 310 Redstone Hill Road in Bristol. So one of the suspects fatally shot, and then the other suspect um, was shot and hospitalized. So we've got the loss of two officers from the Bristol Police Department who were killed in the line of duty, and then we have one who was injured. You know, and it's so tragic because, like you said before we started the show, Brian, you know, these are people with families. Um, the one officer had um, a wife, two kids, one on the way. One on the way. And, and you know, you just, I think it's everybody's worst nightmare. And it just makes me think that my hope is that maybe we'll really rethink how we treat police officers how we respond to the defund the police movement. I mean, th this is just a senseless tragedy, right, Brian? It is. Well, yeah. You know, look, at, um, without getting into the politics of it, I think it's fairly safe to say that um, if you look at back to 9-11, after 9-11, the support of law enforcement was likely at an all-time high and first responders at an all-time high up until about a year ago where it's likely at an all-time low and really starting to have an impact on morale and on hiring, on people even applying to be cops, and, and it really it really starts to hit hard. I can tell you that, uh, the morning of the incident, I spoke with people on both sides of the aisle uh, on the political side. Uh, I think in Connecticut here we do have um, some people that really, uh, on both sides, that really care for law enforcement, that have family in law enforcement, 
Um, and that, you know, their calls to me were more as looking for advice. How can I show support? Um, how can I show support respectfully? When is the right time? And, and, um, again, this is, this is at the highest level, uh, within, within this, within the state government on many, many levels. And, um, they, it was just genuine concern on how to be respectful to the families and the officers and show their sort of support. And that was good to hear. So what was your answer uh, to these folks? What can we do? When should be we careful? Do politicians always say both well, you know what Th- this shouldn't be b- about politics like you said brian right that should have nothing to do with this thing these are people uh, these are families. these are people these are lives yes. lost and so i'm asking you when people call you and ask you what can we do what can we do show support it's pretty simple um and and you know one of one of one of the republicans that reached out has a child that's um, a police officer here in the state and um she was hurting obviously and uh, upset and uh, had the same kind of questions and it, and my answers are always look at be careful um when and where you and how you say something uh understand it'll be put under the microscope by the cops um cops aren't typically overly trusting of uh, politicians and and right and rightly so based on what's happened over the last few years you can you can imagine they're sensitive and especially when something like this happens so uh, you know the best thing is to show your support show that you care you know going to the funeral really means a lot as well showing up and, and showing your respects that um, really carries a lot of weight with with anybody in any situation but especially with police officers uh, that are going to go through um, these these uh, funerals and also saying thank you and being mindful I can't imagine not just the officers in Bristol and the families but officers everywhere that you know this could just drum up trigger PTSD you know post-traumatic stress disorder um, I also tell people we don't think about what happens in courts just like it's you know, there's domestic situations in homes, but when you're in court and you're dealing with this also, people forget when they leave court, sometimes they're left with things that they don't like to hear, and then that also triggers things. So I think we have to be a little bit more mindful and not think of it in just a, a one particular situation, or we have to look beyond that and kind of think, how can we be supportive to other people? It was Mental Health Awareness uh, Week recently, and we need to just think about everybody could be going through something and we have no idea Mm -hmm. you know brian i know you've been doing the the media circuit um because you always help everybody put things in perspective um what were some of the things that you've been talking to the media about what kind of questions have they been asking you you know in in the immediate aftermath you know what happens uh and you know who who was going to cover bristol police you know during the investigation because you look you got a a whole police department that's hurting and and shouldn't be out there uh taking calls until um until until the the services are done and you can begin to heal Uh, that being said i i i'm certain uh and and, again have it confirmed you know since the moment this started and, and right up until now that uh there are officer wellness um things in place and EAP officer assistance programs and uh, the, a lot of the, there's been so many advances in the last decade uh, two decades you know in, in 94 when I got on these things didn't exist it was you know suck it up kid and, and move on go do your job uh, you know and there was a stigma if you did seek help or uh, did look to get um, to talk to somebody about it now it's completely different thank God uh, the officers have so many different options and confidentiality, if they'd like, um, to go ahead and talk things out and, and, and to, to speak to people. And uh, those protections are in place for the officers. I can tell you, that, you know, the, the, the cops that arrived on scene um, and did, did CPR uh, unsuccessfully mm. and tried to do everything they can and, and saw mm. more than they had signed on for, I promise you, 
Um, you know, we in 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 Copland, in in any first responder job, you're going to see death. You're going to see it a lot, and you have different people have different ways of processing it. However, when you see death wearing a uniform, it's impactful, mm. uh, and it leaves a dent. And as I'm talking now, I, I'm I'm seeing and what I saw, and and I carry that. And I've forgotten. You know, working in homicide in Hartford so long, I've taught myself to forget so much, but you do not forget seeing an officer down. Right. And that's all there is to it. And, and, and it's impactful. It's impactful on it's impactful on your job the rest of your career. That'll always be there. And, and it'll help you in, in some regards, you know, not get complacent to, to be um, overly cautious and, and, and uh, try not to make the mistakes. So hopefully you get lessons learned, but it leaves a dent. And, and so that's where you need the EAP and the, and the doctors to help with the post-traumatic stress disorder. They, they, but those programs are very strong now, and the crisis intervention teams and everybody, and, and you see the wellness dogs are out there. And, um, you know, 30 years ago, they would have laughed at that. But I, I tell you, man, I, I, there's nothing mm. nothing heals like, like the you know, the, the, hanging out with a puppy for a minute. That's right. Uh, yeah. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Brian Foley. Brian, you're now the recently uh, new town manager of Tolland, but you've been in law enforcement, as you've mentioned, for years and years and years. And so a lot of people turn to you for, you know, advice and background on these particular situations. Did you go over to the scene at all, or is that kind of out of your... No. Yeah, no, there's no need no need for that, um, not, not, especially not out of me. All the resources were there. You just, the Connecticut State's Attorney's Office, Inspector General, the Connecticut State Police major crimes, um, every police department in the area, you know. Um, when, when something like this happens, um, like with um, Brian Asselton in East Hartford, with uh, Lavery in uh, Newington, mm-hmm. uh, when, when uh, Officer Kiddick, Joe Kiddick, was uh, caught in the throat uh, in Hartford, Everyone just goes. You just go. Um, you know, and there's certain calls. You know, and you know, I, and I can. And here's the worst thing. I mean, I can. I can hear the radio uh, when uh, when the uh, Azelton one came in. When the the uh, Lavery one. I know exactly where I was when all that. All and, and Kiddick, I know exactly where I was when you hear it in. And, and it's it's chilling to hear as a police officer, and you just go and, and, and you know. The ones in in Hartford, you know, you, they're calling officers saying, "Okay, you know, there's been a sh- there's been an, uh, an officer involved shooting, and let's close this road, that road, this road," and they start locking the roads down so that the ambulance can just get to that hospital. Um, and it that is a also a chilling and impactful thing to see is that there's just a, you know Main Street in Hartford locked all the way down from uh, 84 to to Washington Street basically or Jefferson and then. It's incredible, but you know, again, sometimes those efforts are in vain, uh, and then the ones that you recall certainly are the ones that are. Um, it, it's it's difficult, but that's what they do. Everyone goes to the scene and wants to help out and do the best they can, and um, it's organic, uh, and but a part of the healing process. Well, for sure, seeing all of the officers from across the state, and I'm sure soon across the country coming out to support is something in solidarity that I think that we as citizens also can be respectful of, but also can kind of join in in any way we can um, in a peaceful and positive way if there is such a thing as positive for something like this. I mean, I'm still thinking about the wife who is expecting a child that's unborn and uh, the kids and the, the family the in general just... Yep. And you could hear uh, at the press conference, if you watched watch the live press conference earlier yeah. this week, 
when he said that he was the father of two and expecting another one. You could yeah. hear the media gasp in yeah. the background. Yeah. You know, and I know one thing we can do, um, if you are a patriot, and hopefully everybody is, Governor Lamont um, asked everyone to put their flags at half staff on Thursday. And so we can do that with our flags. We can put our flags on our homes, near our homes at half staff and um, show our respect to these officers, all of them, and all officers. Yes. You know, it just, I, I can't imagine, Brian, and this must hit home for you to think about how many calls you went on and that you were able to come home to your beautiful daughter. I mean, that's this has got to hit close to home for you, too. Um, yeah, I'm lucky to have to. Uh, no one owes me a penny, and, I, and I'm lucky to have served and, and and done so in a healthy manner. And I understand that. But you know, I come from a, a family of you know, grandfather, father, sister, all all cops, and um, you know, it it it, it, it does hurt. I'm I'm so blessed and lucky that to, to and, and so many of us are to, to go home at the end of the day. Uh, but it it is painful to watch because you know, for for cops that are retired. You know, you recess right back into the the images of um, similar incidents, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lavery in Newington, I can see, I can get, I can see him getting brought out, and the 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 heaviness of that situation, and um, to see him come out on the gurney and all the cops saluting, everyone, no one would Mm -hmm. leave. It was Mm -hmm. it was New Year's Eve that morning, and. Uh, no one left. Everyone stood there, and he was a mm. big man, a big tough guy. Yeah. Uh, and to see them carry him out um, again, it's it's not that's not going anywhere, you know, for anyone that was there. Every, everyone's carrying that, and uh, the same thing's happening in Bristol. And, and it's and it's just a reminder. And you wish that the community as a whole, the society, I guess, would be the better way to put it, as a whole, could understand and appreciate. And for the most part, they do. Um, but they do. There are yes. plenty yes. that don't. But right. um, but cops are right now it's 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 tough for cops to do their job um and do the jobs to the best of their abilities and and these types of things uh, certainly don't help so uh they need all the emotional uh and moral support that anyone can give my you know so many people um texted me and reached out today and, and just to, to offer support and i'm not even in the business anymore right uh, and so um it's really you reach out to the you reach out to if you know someone who's putting on a badge and a gun uh, and going to work uh, reach out to them you know they're putting that because they're also putting on a bulletproof vest for a reason yeah um and and so uh, reach out to them and show your support to them they're the ones who, who need it yeah i remember living in newington at the time when when officer lavery was was uh gunned down on new year's and it, it's something that does stick with you especially if you know and in, in our communities where the police officers you get to know them in many cases and it is like an extended family member so you know our hearts go out to to bristol the the, the city the families and to the police officers that have to just even especially the one that just got released uh it's going to endure I, I just can't even imagine again and uh our prayers uh, it's a, Officer Hamsey is a, is a Bristol kid. Yeah, Bristol Bristol B E High School. I mean, yeah. I mean, gee, and then takes a job in the hometown. Yeah, uh, that is that that's going to impact you know teachers. It's going to impact business people. Everyone that that dealt knew with this with this kid, and and uh, that's that's tough for a community. I mean, it's tough for anybody anyone that goes down like that. But to have a hometown boy um, murdered like that, that's awful. You know, and then you've got Officer Alec Arado, 26 years old, injured, but, you know, back out of the hospital, you know, to be the sole survivor to know that two of your colleagues were were gunned down. Yeah. That's also an aspect of this. Right. 
Yeah, it's heavy. I'm sure. Um, I don't, and I, I hate to hazard a guess as to what's going through his mind right now. And, and I'm sure it's a horrible uh, array of emotion. But um, hopefully, he gets the support and the the care that he needs. I'm sure all he wants to do is uh, be there for his uh, fallen. Uh, brothers and their families and and at some point get back to work so let me ask you this brian with with sergeant um dustin demonte and his wife two kids expecting another how will the police community come together for that family and for the hamsey family um that's another thing if if donations are made i'm sure they're setting up funds in their honor um how will the law enforcement community show their support not only now but in the future so a lot of your your unions, uh, number one. If you let's start at the the town level, a lot of your unions have this unfortunately codified in, within their contract as to exactly what's going to happen. Um, and if you look like in the city of Hartford, if you were killed in the line of duty, this is just an, an anecdotal point. If you're killed in the line of duty, your child gets a job as a police officer uh, on the other end. So uh, and then and. By the grace of God, we had that. Uh, Officer Ann Cody, her father, uh, was killed in the line of duty. I believe it was a, a bank robbery or some sort of robbery, and he was killed. And she became a cop later in life, and a damn good one, uh, and, and retired you know, 10 years before I did. Uh, and, and, and so you have those types of those types of benefits built in, uh, the pay, the, the, the health care, you know, that's all codified and the, the, the families will be okay. Then you move on to the, your police benef- PBAs, your benevolent associations, your unions and stuff that all have funds out there uh, for these families, for these kids and scholarships. And, um, you know, I, 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 you know I, I, they're not going to be all set for the rest of their lives. It's not the right way. The loss is unimaginable, but everyone... Uh, there, there's so many so many structures out there to help support them succeed and heal, uh, I think is the best way to put it. Absolutely. So many organizations. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling like you want to do something, then do something. Look up right. who, who these organizations are. Make sure they're legitimate. Make your donation to them. Well, Brian Foley, I, this is so weird not to say officer or Sergeant Brian Foley, excuse <laughs> me, but Mr. Town Manager, Tallinn Town Manager, thank you for putting some perspective on this because we just thought we need to talk about this on the yeah. show, and, and you really gave us some good advice and a good perspective. So thank you very much. Thank you. All right, Lisa and Ann, always, always glad to help you out, Bob, and call me anytime. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so what do you think about the conversation we had with Brian? I mean, I think it was necessary. I think we're all feeling at a loss, whether you know the officers or not. It's something that, I mean, if you're not touched by this, um, I, I You're really, not human. No. You have no heart. Yeah, because this was, I felt like we couldn't talk about anything but this. It was almost disrespectful if we go on and don't acknowledge um, not just these officers, but other people that are doing public service you know, help help us all out wherever we go, wherever yeah, we and travel. It, and it we could can be, find someone. It, yeah, it could be any first responder, right? right? That just right. you never know what you're walking into. That's right. So and, same thing for firemen and right. other things. We want to say thank you to all first responders. Um, you know, nurses, doctors, ambulance drivers. Ambulance, I mean, yes, yes they're you all know, they're all in our careers. Absolutely. So now, what will be next? You know, the funerals and television coverage of all that. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, once the other officer is able, he'll probably talk about exactly what happened here. And 
there's still a lot more to this because you know don't have a lot of details as to what exactly happened well I, I think the other thing we have to think about again is parents talking to your kids yes. about what mm-hmm. has happened because these young men were also school resource officers in Bristol in the school system yeah so I think um, and just all the people that see the news and the kids that have questions I just think again um, you know seek get numbers to call in for mental health or just just to do a check-in they had a thing this recently about anxiety having anxiety checks for kids eight years old as young as eight years old because they found there's a tick up in trend trending around anxiety that then can turn into depression if it's not first analyzed so I think again this is a great time to just kind of check in do a do a mental health Mm -hmm. check-in no matter how old you are and have conversations with your kids you know hug them love them and and make them know that at least for now, things will be okay. This is an isolated incident, but again, we never know what could happen right. to any one of us. So we just have to be prayerful and mindful of uh, the time And I we just have. hope, I guess my hope is that this doesn't turn into a political thing. It doesn't you know, give people yeah. opportunities to grandstand on no. their issues. To me, that's not what this no, is about. It's about, about human beings. No, this is about human beings. This is a, a tragedy. Yes. And this is about our law enforcement officers and showing them the respect that they deserve because this is what can happen. Right. And this is what does happen. Yes. Um, in the line of duty. Responding, you never know whether you're pulling over a car right. or responding to shots fired or a bank robbery or, you know, think about the number of different situations that these yes. officers are in. You just never know what's going to be on the other end of that. And unfortunately, what was on the other end of that were, you know, two people who killed two police officers, Sergeant Dustin DeMonte, 35 years old, Officer Alec Hamsey, uh, 34, and injured um, Officer Alec Arado, 26 years old. That's just yeah, so sad, so sad. So I think we want to leave the show and let people know that our hearts, prayers, thoughts are with them, are with them mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, it's going to be a long road ahead, but yeah. hopefully the community will wrap themselves around these people and and give them comfort. Mm-hmm. So thank you for tuning in to this edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.